0: Welcome to 2 you from us. us. I'm Vanessa. And I'm Ellie. Hello, beautiful people. Following the positive feedback we received for our first grazer episode, we thought that it would be fitting to do a follow-up episode to give you a few practical career tips and tricks that we picked up along the way. Both Ellie and I are currently full-time students who are working part-time as a source of income and as a source of work experience. For me, myself personally, I am currently a full-time Bachelor of Law and Commerce student at the University of Sydney. I'm starting my fourth year this year. Alongside uni, I'm working part-time at a law firm, I also private tutor, I have a few business ventures on the
1: side and I also do Instagram. What about you Ellie? Like yourself, I'm also in the University of Sydney. I am studying a Bachelor of Pharmacy and Management and currently I'm going into third year this year. So alongside that, I also have some part-time jobs. I am working at a tutoring centre as well as private tutoring. Also working at a pharmacy as well. Kind of looking at working in retail a bit, but we'll see. Originally, we wanted to sort
0: of discuss our career goals, but then we both realised that we don't really have a clear, definite goal that is mm-hmm. set in stone for the next couple of years.
1: For sure.
0: Just because we are currently both in the grey zone.
1: Yeah, and that's right. Yeah. And that's okay.
0: Yeah, there's nothing wrong with that. It's just we're currently at the point in time where we're both currently at uni, we're being exposed to different experiences, both in uh, a professional setting that's related to uni and also just in a non related setting so for example uh we're private tutoring we also do instagram and i guess we do have some side hustles like this podcast that we're doing that's completely not related to our degrees a very common experience when you're when you find yourself in the gray zone is at that point where you're not currently at a job and you want to find a job but then you don't really know what job to find how to find that job and whether you really want to be in the workforce yeah in the And we often get a lot of questions about, you know, how do you find a job? How do you apply? Where do you apply to? And especially after you graduate from high school, how can I get a job when I have absolutely zero
1: work experience? So this is where we come in and just share our experiences. So we're not coming across as someone that has gone through everything in life yet, but we just wanted to share what we've gone through at this point in time just to start off we just wanted to quickly talk about some motivators to work and why working is quite important in that gray zone and just your own experiences so Ness did you want to start about what you went through during um post HSC? In high school my parents
0: definitely asked me to focus on school. They didn't They didn't expect me to work. They probably didn't really want me to work and they just wanted me to focus on my academics.
1: Yeah, same, thing.
0: Yeah, exactly. And f- after I graduated from high school, I kind of realized that I had to... Hustle. Hustle. I had to hustle because I didn't want to leech off my parents for money. That's, right, yeah. That's something that I don't ever want to do. So straight after graduation, I told myself, how can I make money? And the first method that i thought of was private tutoring Mm -hmm. just because i got good enough grades at high school and i felt like i (laughs) would enjoy sort of imparting my knowledge and my experience and i guess my understanding to people who are younger than me and so after i got my hse results after i came back from japan from school i just knuckled down and i just remember working i think 45 to 50 hour weeks private tutoring that's hardcore. Yeah, I know. Oh my God. <laughs> I'm, a, I'm a rip the bandaid off kind of person. Wow. She so really once went in. I really went in. And I just remember private tutoring a lot. Um, just teaching English, legal studies, visual arts. Yeah. And I actually found it really enjoyable at the start just mm-hmm. because it felt so rewarding knowing that I was able to help someone who was younger yeah. than me and I would have really
1: appreciated that when I was in high school as well. It's also very fresh as well, all in your mind. Yeah, and the money is so great. (laughs) Oh my god. (laughs) Money is an incentive, guys.
0: Money is an incentive. (laughs) It used to be. It used to be. Yeah, it's not anymore.
1: Just yeah. Yeah. You go. Okay. So for me, I started off with tutoring in a center. So that was actually my first part time job. That was straight out of HSC as well. So if you guys are looking for jobs straight out of high school Um, there are quite a few centers that actually ask for, you know, new graduates and they have a list of people, of course, from the honor roll that, you know, they're trying to hire as well. So if you do have quite good grades, Mm. then you should be pretty well qualified to, you know, join and recruit.
0: 100%. And also just on that note, I guess the, the, the thought of, you know, teaching. Yeah students when you're when you're freshly sure, yeah. out of high school mm-hmm. you're literally you know a student yourself yeah. and you have zero teaching experience it can be extremely daunting and I found that when I was private tutoring I kind of felt a lot of imposter syndrome in the mm-hmm. sense that I was fresh out of high school I had no teaching experience but here I was getting paid to teach stuff that I just learned you know the previous year mm-hmm. to someone who was younger and all of their education was sort of entrusted on me in a way. Yeah. And I felt a lot of pressure. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it's definitely about... You You sort of get your... What's that? What's that idiom? Like it's,
1: it's kind of like... Do you your, pick up your rhythm over time. Yeah. Yeah. Your confidence definitely builds over time. Mm-hmm. And I feel like it is stemmed from this... Level of self doubt as well. Mm. So obviously, when you're straight out of high school, you get your marks, and sometimes it's not the best mark, but that mark still means something, and that is something that makes you qualified to work, and that is all that really matters. What I've found since graduating, so it's been,
0: it's been three years,
1: over three years, like four four, years, because you're in fourth year now. Yeah,
0: four years since I graduated, is that that feeling of feeling like you're an imposter, feeling like you're not prepared for a job is so valid and it is so common amongst even the most highest achieving people i've ever met that Mm -hmm. i sort of see as a not a career aspiration yeah like a role model and a mentor anyone who starts a new job will feel that sense of uncertainty and you'll feel super underqualified because you haven't had that exact same experience Mm -hmm. before but over time as i said you'll be able to pick up your rhythm and then you'll start to get an idea of how things work. Even, for example, if you're a private tutor, you feel scared when Mm -hmm. you speak to students for the first time or you're scared of getting things
1: wrong. Yeah, and obviously this is valid for any job in the workforce. It's not just for private tutoring or tutoring in general. So yes, everything and all uncertainty is valid.
0: Yeah, 100%. And even just if I just draw from my personal experience, I remember starting at the law firm that I currently work at and there was just so many, so many new things I had to learn. I had to mm-hmm. learn about new applications, you know, how to build my hours, how to I don't know, redact documents, how to review documents, how to, uh, how to email people formally, all mm-hmm. of those things. And it really just came with time and it came with practice. Yeah. And the thing is that even in big, big professional workplaces, they understand that you're, you have zero experience and that you're here to learn so Mm -hmm. if you make mistakes it's actually expected yeah and if you're confused about something it's expected that you're you can ask questions sure yeah yeah and it's that environment where people expect you to make mistakes and so you don't you shouldn't feel scared to you know just try new things and And to ask questions ask questions it's extremely important i just remember talking to one of my managers uh at the law firm and she was saying how she really liked how I asked her questions just mm-hmm. because it showed that I was it's really interest. interested to learn, yeah. I was curious. And for myself personally, I was able to learn so much more just by asking even questions that I thought were really, really stupid. stupid. Yeah. Yeah, like,
1: should I write this sentence? Of or, course, it's all valid. It's all the small things. Yeah. exactly. and it's obviously those small things that actually teach you along the way. Mm. So it's better to ask questions and actually get things done right then not ask and get roasted for getting it done wrong. Exactly. So yeah. You've always that. got you know that little fine line. Mm. And so if we sort of tie that into
0: you know how can I get a job when I have no experience at all or I have no experience in that field, the thing is the most important thing that I've I've asked a few HR people mm-hmm. about what they look for in a candidate and they say that it's not always the candidate that has the most experience in that field or it's not, it's not always like that the most important thing is your willingness to learn and mm-hmm. your
1: ability to sort of learn really quickly yes and yeah and so i guess uh, it's also stemmed from how young you are so it's quite a generalization that... A lot of young students, especially, you know, fresh out of high school, 18, 17 years old, you guys are really fast learners. That really incentivizes employers to hire you as fresh, fast learners. Because if you think about it, some seniors, maybe about 30, 40 years old, are not going to learn as fast. So obviously, they're not going to get hired compared to you guys who are just going to get it like that.
0: So, yeah, especially with um, fields such as technology
1: yeah, or you techie, guys, techie spaces. Yeah, 100%. you guys would for sure. There's a lot of self doubt within yourself, and that's just something you guys need to overcome. And uncertainty, as we said before, is all valid. And we just have to cross that barrier and take the first step. So, the first question that we're going to run through is how to actually get the job. Mm. So, we're going to focus more about how to get the job without work experience. Just to cater towards those that again are just fresh out of high school so ness how'd you start your private tutoring job so i guess the private tutoring job i was my own boss
0: so that was quite easy for me to just start mm-hmm. i remember just putting up ads on uh high school discussion groups yeah. and things like that just <laughs> saying good old hi my <laughs> name is vanessa i graduated <laughs> from here i got this atar etc etc yeah. et but just moving on to more, I guess, practical skills. So when I applied for my first job, job, mm-hmm. my first job, job was at a small boutique law firm, mm-hmm. and this was when I, uh, I was in my first year of law school, and it's very rare, um, usually to start work in a law firm when you're fresh out of fresh out of high school in yeah. your first year of uni, just because. Uh, you don't really learn much in your first year of law school. It's mostly just preliminary stuff about the generals. Yeah, history. Yeah. It's really same strange. with farm. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And so when you think about that, you don't really learn skills in uni that you can that can actually be of assistance at a law firm. Yeah, they're not practical. Yeah, exactly. And I just remember really, I was really, really wanting to get experience in the legal field just so I could suss out whether I actually wanted, wanted to pursue? yeah pursue a career in law. And I just remember acknowledging that i had zero experience and accepting that mm-hmm. and what i did one technique that i did was i just cold emailed law firms yeah and i just remember searching up boutique law firms in, in sydney or law firms in sydney and just finding all their contact mm-hmm. details and i sent individual emails to every single one of those mm-hmm. law firms with a cover letter and my cv yep. my resume which literally had no experience on it it was Same. just Vanessa Lee, and um, my ATAR, my, ATAR, yeah. my school, my, my grades. Skills. yeah. my skills, such as communication skills, I did yeah, collaborative, collaborative piano, <laughs> all, of stuff, all of this stuff, I can speak Mandarin and Cantonese, mm-hmm. uh, and things like that, but I just remember writing my cover letter, I was, I remember this so distinctly saying how, I understand that I have no experience in the legal field, however, I am I am eager to learn and yes. I'm quick to learn and I am willing to help out in any way possible mm-hmm. I remember I sent out cover letters to over 40 firms so I did individual cover letters for 40 different law firms so wow. I applied to 40 different jobs essentially yeah. even though they had no job ads I mm-hmm. was just like if you need a paralegal if you need a legal assistant yeah assistant anyway and that's
1: what makes it important it's you taking the initiative, the initiative to actually being sp- really keen yeah.
0: yeah and I heard back from one Mm-hmm. I heard back from one That's so, enough Yeah, so I heard back from one So it was a literally A one out of 40 hit rate mm-hmm. But I heard back from one And it was from this Like I said A boutique law firm Very, very small property law firm And the principal was like to me uh, In the interview he, he was just asking about You know, my, why I was interested in law Why I decided to pursue law in university And my I guess my skills hmm not even just professional skills, but just my communication skills, uh, my examples of situations where I've been able to work in a team, where I've shown my leadership skills. Mm -hmm. And at the end of the interview, I got the job. And I asked him, I was like, why would you hire me even though I have no experience? And he was like, I just saw how eager you were to learn and how passionate you were about the law. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And I hired you because I just thought that I really love that positive and... um positive and very perseverant attitude that you had and I just remember even at that job I didn't really do much legal work I Mm -hmm. was doing most mostly admin work I was doing I learned how to do billing accounting timing very practical things how to email in a very formal way how to speak to clients how to file things just very very admin-esque kind of jobs but I was able to sort of just that was just my That was my foot in the door. My foot was in the door. It wasn't the best experience. To be honest, it was very monotonous, very, very boring. Mm -hmm. But I got my foot in the door and then that allowed me to, you know, step into the legal field and get the job that I'm currently at now. So I'm currently at a very big law firm and working in one of the legal teams there doing legal tech and Mm -hmm. legal innovation stuff, which I really, really like. Yeah. And... Yeah, so it's all about just taking that first step. And the first step... Is the hardest step. Is the hardest step. I know. Yeah, so what about you,
1: Ellie? Like, what did you do straight
0: out of high school?
1: Before I did want to talk about that, I really liked how you were self-aware in your <laughs> cover letter. So I think that's really important because in cover letters, you need to mention your weakness. And that was a really good weakness. So, yeah. What was your question again? My question was actually on... Back onto that point, the weakness <laughs> point.
0: One thing that I learnt just since... Just over the last couple of years, is that in a job setting, it's so important to be able to spin your weaknesses as a strength. Yes. And so, my weakness in that scenario was I had zero work experience in the legal field, or Mm -hmm. I had zero work experience in In general. I hadn't had a job before, but I was able to spin that and be like, I recognize, I'm honest and I recognize mm-hmm. that I have no experience. However, I'm willing to take up the challenge. Yeah. I'm willing to learn. Yeah. And that's already a very, it's like a growth mindset, yeah. right? So rather than, rather than being You're adapting like, to the space. Yeah, you're, you're adapting. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And that's a really, really important thing to have when you're seeking a job yes. and you're seeking new experiences yes. beyond the ones that you currently yeah. have.
1: Because I feel like when employers look at you as someone that they're trying to recruit, they want to look at something that you know is positive and there's a light that they're trying to put into this new work environment mm. so they obviously don't want to bring someone that's always down and pessimistic mm. so you've got to think of yourself as someone that is happy and you're just going to bring that and hold yourself as that light so yeah yeah you have to sell
0: yourself you've you, got to sell yourself it's, it's literally you have yeah. to sell yourself if you can't convince yourself you can't convince them yeah that that is the motto honestly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah and you have to don't be afraid to talk yourself not talk yourself up but just be honest about mm-hmm. the experience and the skills that you have because if you're for example you're um if you're very hesitant about yourself that's not going to come across well to a uh, hr manager or, or your employer so just, just some practical tips instead of saying, you know, I may have or I could or... You've got or, to use some high modality. Yeah, high modality is the way to go, yeah. sis. Yeah, high modality. It's not you could, it's you can't. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> <I so, will. laughs> yeah. I will. Yeah, yes. so, I will. Yeah. So I know I have no work experience, however... I, I can. Yeah, I can yes. learn or I will be able to accomplish the task that you, you give, give me. yeah And that's already just it so better. much more convincing instead it of... Is. I have no work experience and I'm not sure if I'm going to be able to do it, yeah. but um, if you give me the chance, I can try. That's not well Yeah, that's well done. self-pity. Yeah. And HR managers aren't going to... Some pity cards there. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and that's not... To be honest, that's not going to be very attractive to a manager or an employer. For sure. Mm, yeah. And if we wanted to move, I guess, on to... Since we're on the topic of practical skills, uh, cover letter writing and, you know, resume writing any interview tips did you have anything in terms of resume writing you know presentation um, even just formatting I guess
1: yeah so I'll just quickly talk about what I did for my first time job and also some jobs that I've had along the way so my first job as I said was the cheering job and for mm-hmm. that one you don't actually need a resume okay, so for the one that I applied for it was more as um, just a application form in which you apply and write down your HR, your subjects, band sixes, band fives, whatever you got. Mm. And your band sixes will allow you to tutor certain students. So obviously, if you have a band six in maths or extension maths, then you can, you know, you're qualified to work for that. And that is, I think, really easy. If you guys are a bit stuck on writing a resume. Obviously tutoring jobs are really easy. You just kinda of sell yourself, write your ATAR, write your subjects. But in terms of a resume, I wrote my first resume last year I think for a pharmacy and I work in a franchised pharmacy. So it's a pretty big one. Um and for that one I wrote one cover letter and obviously the resume. So for the cover letter I wrote about the weaknesses and how again I wasn't really um aware of any skill set in the pharmaceutical industry i haven't worked in the pharmaceutical industry yet i've only worked in you know retail and uh, tutoring but i acknowledged that i recognized it and i mentioned again as ness said the ability to grow and i think that was what really made him interested because when he saw me he wasn't really keen because all i've done was just tutoring and he said if you're so passionate about tutoring and teaching kids why did you want a new job And I was actually quite stunned at that moment because for the first half of the interview, all he talked about was why are you tutoring? Why do you like it? And all that stuff. So he was really full on about that tutoring job. Mm. But I took a moment and I talked to him about how I wanted to make sure that the skills that I am learning at uni is reinforced in that work field. Mm. And I wanted to make sure that I'm learning things that relate back to my career. And that's why I decided to choose that job if you guys are wanting a job that is you know aligned with your career it might take a while because it doesn't just come instantly and you don't really know where to look at first the side jobs along the way are totally fine and those resumes are quite easy to write because all you have to do is just talk about your interest in that for example in retail especially like glasses and like you know just clothing stores in general those are mm-hmm. really simple to do because i feel like everyone has an interest in clothes and you know mm-hmm. you can just Kind of fluff around about that right mm. so a cover letter is basically i guess a letter that sells your interest and talks about what you want to do and what you want to bring to the table in that um work environment what do you think what did you put in yeah
0: so just to give i guess a a definition of what a cover letter mm-hmm. is this is just from the top of my brain <laughs> but a so usually when you're applying for a job you need to provide two different types of documentation mm-hmm. so the first thing is a cover letter and the second one is a resume or some other people call a CV mm-hmm. and what a cover letter is it is a condensed personal statement yeah. uh, expressing your interest in the job and why you would be a good fit for the job mm-hmm. whereas your resume or CV is a condensed list of your experience whether or not it's in the current field your interests and your skills and uh sometimes you put your references so yes. usually that's one to two people who can really back you so that the other uh, hr manager may call them and be like mm-hmm. oh for example
1: is ellie oh, good. as good as she says yes. she is exactly. and that's usually a past employer a past and employer. if you don't have that that's a fine. principal or even a teacher, teacher yeah. from your school is enough
0: yeah, I, I remember I had my teachers Same. as my yeah. um, as my uh, references. Mm-hmm. And so back to the topic of let's we'll start with resumes. Uh, just in general, this I'm speaking from more of a like a professional, like a corporate kind of mm-hmm. resume, but I feel like it'll be quite standardized and similar throughout it all is. industries. So you would usually have your name at the very top, yep. your email, your mobile and sometimes your address if yes. you want to put it there. And then you would have your education, yes. so you would have your school. When you graduated, your current your current degree, if you're at uni, mm-hmm. and if you're not, that's completely fine. Also, yeah. your marks and your like you, for example, your WAM, your average mark, or your yeah. ATAR. I think and it's maybe quite important. To yeah, you. to do the subjects. Yeah, mm-hmm. and any achievements that you that you had. For example, if you are a school prefect, mm-hmm. if you got like an academic scholarship. I don't know if you. Um, I don't know if you want any regional competitions yeah. or anything like that, just put that in there. So education, and under that, I remember I just had experience. So whether that's a uh, work experience, um, I I remember in my mm. first ever resume. I didn't really have any work experience. I would so, volunteering. Yeah, vol- yeah, experience, and now I've split up a second, a second, a third section <laughs> called volunteering. Yeah, but if not, just put experience. Put any volunteering you've mm-hmm. done. Um
1: yeah just any anything you can think of under the sun yeah just put it there so just to summarize that that was just experiences in general so if you have work experience then put that down if you don't then put volunteering experience yeah and usually the way that you'd structure that is
0: you'd have like the name of the organization or the company that you're working for the period you were there for and under Mm -hmm. there i would usually put maybe two or three dot points about the role that you had so for example and about that role yeah i yeah. assisted in filing documents yeah or um assisted in
1: raising x amount of dollars for this yes. charity for yeah. this initiative and i think it's really good to yeah. be specific like that be because very specific. when you see that percentage or when they see the percentage they're like okay she's done that yeah there's a metric you, to it yeah if you kind of just summarize and just vaguely talk about what you've done they don't really see the point of employing you mm. I mean they don't really see your worth Mm. So if you have a monetary value to that, it's a lot more substantial.
0: Mm. Yeah, and just if we continue on with that, I think the third or fourth section I had was interests. Mm-hmm. I only added this section in recently, but I learned that it's really important to give an idea of what kind of person you are. So interest might be, I, just, I think in my resume, I wrote like listening to self-development podcasts, going for hikes, doing mm-hmm. high-intensity workouts, mm-hmm. just something that really gives the employer a picture of who you are yeah because it at the end of the day they want to be working with a person not a machine yes yeah and so I had that and then under yeah. that i had skills so for mm-hmm. example communication skills and 100%. you know a, a, a maybe a sentence about the how i got those skills yep. or leadership skills etc
1: teamwork is also a really teamwork good skills, one yeah so i think yeah.
0: interpersonal skills so that's like yes. being able like your emotional intelligence mm-hmm. your ability to Uh, Interact with other people, Mm -hmm. communication skills are important, teamwork skills, leadership skills, all of those skills are super important. And usually I would tie those into my cover letter. Mm -hmm. So if we move on to the cover letter, the way that I usually um, structure cover letters is I usually have, um, uh, I think it would be like the company name, Mm -hmm. the company address, the company email... They'll be like, dear recruiter, or dear... The best thing is if you can find the name of the person who's going to be reading it. As
1: as we said before, it's always nice to be specific. Specifics are so important
0: because it shows that you really put the effort in. And then you would say re, or you would just say application for blah, blah, blah position. Under that, you would just start. You'd Mm -hmm. be like, hi, my name is Vanessa. Expressing my interest for... yeah, yeah, for this job, I'm currently studying a Bachelor of Law. Yes, yes. And then the way that I structure my cover letters now is I actually break it up into three or four sections. Same. Yeah. And so I would have the first... I, would, I number them, one, two, three, four. So the first one is each section is a skill that I have. Yeah. So for example, I'd be one um, uh, organization and time management skills. Mm-hmm. And I'd be like, um, I believe that these skills would be useful for this position because usually in any job advertisement they have a job description Mm -hmm. and there's a series of dot points that say yes you know you can cater towards that yes ability to file or like ability to speak to customers or ability to stay organized and put things on shelves Mm -hmm. like putting things on shelves you
1: can can basically use that as like a criteria list yeah and you answer those criteria lists in your cover letter yeah and you
0: answer it based on the skills that you currently have Mm -hmm. Um, and so, for example, if it, were, if, if it was Ellie, her pharmacy job. So did you just want to give an example of, you know, something that you would relate to a job description? And yeah, so letter?
1: for pharmacy jobs, they don't actually look at, you know, who knows the most medication. It's more as if who can work in a team. And that was quite important because when you're working in a pharmacy, you've got a lot of different people. And when you're even learning pharmacy, they teach you that you need to work um, collaboratively with doctors dentists um, mm. so and so and so mm. so you need to be able to work and communicate with those people and if you're able to show that you know you're able to work in an environment for example in school you're able to work in a team environment with a group of people mm. and you've done blah 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 blah. that's mm. a really good example just to show them that you've done that mm. and you have been able to do well in that so Mm. that was a really good one
0: yeah yeah exactly and if i were to give an example i just remember at for a law firm application it was something like um have to you have to be able to work well under time pressure um to meet deadlines for clients or something like that and i just remember after my first uh, law firm job i had i hadn't really gotten that much experience just because Mm -hmm. the law firm was so small and when i was applying for a bigger law firm i hadn't had that exposure mm-hmm. and so I just remember in my cover letter saying how you know I, um, I'm i able to work under time pressure because and I gave an example even just at uni like under a group assignment mm-hmm. kind
1: of you're, ma- you're able to
0: make deadlines yeah That's meet deadlines important. or um, even just like private tutoring I was yeah. able to like mark a lot of students essays right like right in time or just yeah. small small examples that you can sort of recontextualize and pitch yourself yeah. to be a worthy candidate for that job. So it's always about molding yeah. molding and adapting. Yeah, and talking yes. yourself up. No, yeah. like <laughs> selling yourself. vouching for yourself. Yes. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, and I guess those are probably our key tips for resumes and cover letters. Yeah, I do yeah. want
1: to talk about the address. And I feel like the address is quite important in some cases because I've actually had some HR managers that have mentioned that you live in blah, 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 blah. It might be a bit far. Can you see yourself traveling and getting to that you know pharmacy at 6 a.m.? Mm-hmm. And obviously, it's a no. So if you live a bit far and you've applied for somewhere that's a bit out of the way, you can take a turn and say that you can drive, you can take public transport, you've you know been able to wake up early and that is your routine and that's a way you can get out of that. But yeah, I think an address is quite important just to let them know where you live and if you're close or far. Yeah. yeah. And
0: just even on the topic of that, if you were looking for a first-time job, I think it's best if you look around something in your local area yeah, something i agree that's close because convenient yeah convenience and also secondly local uh local uh companies or businesses they're less likely bleh, local businesses and companies they'll they're less likely to have a large amount of applicants as yes. well and so if you're reaching out to a small law, f- law firm or a small pharmacy mm-hmm. or a small retail shop mm-hmm. they'll more likely to take note of you because mm-hmm. it's rare that people actually take the initiative to cold email or Mm -hmm. cold reach out to them
1: and yeah so that's definitely a tip to take on board as well for sure and it's quite good to have a already existing relationship with that firm or that company so especially with pharmacies like in cabra right there are heaps of pharmacies and it's quite obvious which one you go to and some of them actually remember you. So if you just pop in, give in a resume, just be like, you know, I always come here quite often, I'm interested in learning here, so I'd like to pop in and just give in a resume. And mm-hmm. I think that's quite nice. So if you are able to physically go in, I understand that COVID is a bit you know hindering yeah. but yeah if you're able to go in and just pop in a resume physically just let them know that you're trying to express your interest that mm. is quite good rather than you know doing a bulk email and just sending everything through yeah so yeah that's another way you that's can also a real, do that really
0: good tip especially for retail jobs for sure. Yeah. Uh, just because especially big retail chains they have uh recruitment portals yes. and you submit that and sometimes you don't hear back for maybe 5 or 6 months yeah. but if you physically go in you speak to the manager of yeah. the of the chain because they see you as notice a person yeah. yeah and they'll probably sometimes i have friends who have done that they've walked in given in their cover letter they've mm-hmm. had that regi- uh, the not their resume regi- they've had the interview on the spot mm-hmm. they got the job on the spot
1: yeah that's happened because when you go there they actually see you as this person and they can see and sense if you fit their work environment because it's all about fitting in and it's not really about as we said experience or really skills mm. it's just about fitting into that image and that work image or that brand image yeah i completely agree
0: to move on to interview tips and how to sort of sell yourself and present yourself in person because that's mm-hmm. often the next step
1: yeah that's the place where they see you physically as the person that they're trying to recruit so just from my experience going into the pharmaceutical industry or just any science-based industry in general I feel like they put a lot of emphasis in how you portray yourself so in pharmacy you have to have your hair up obviously and you've also got quite professional clothing on you so you've got maybe a blouse some dress pants something very simple and just something that's very clean-cut so the hair up is quite valid because especially when we're doing lab stuff or just you know, talk to my customer, it's very just sanitary to just have your hair up out of the way. They can Mm -hmm. see your face and how you express yourself and everything like that. So, Mm -hmm. yeah, I think it's quite different in the law firm or business field, right? Yeah, it's quite different. So
0: in a corporate setting, the way that you present yourself is extremely, extremely important. Mm -hmm. I think, especially in a corporate setting, it would be the most important, the way that you present yourself. Yeah. Uh, So the way that uh, your professionality and how formal Mm -hmm. you are my advice is to always um, err on the side of caution and always just go formal Mm -hmm. so formal business attire so if you have an interview at a law firm an interview at any corporate setting go in nice uh, dress pants so like suit pants Mm -hmm. i would recommend a white shirt or a white blouse yes bring a blazer with you Mm -hmm. you may not always have to wear it but bring a blazer with Mm -hmm. you and for women i would recommend Heels, closed toe heels, they don't have to be really high, just kitten heels is fine. Closed toe heels or closed toe flats, yes, uh, that is that will just make sure that you come off very sharp and presentable always have your hair um you, you can have it out but have it nice and slicked back so very yeah. clean no stray hairs if you want to put on makeup very simple makeup nothing Minimal too heavy not sure n- like not like none of that like, f- like falsies or anything yeah. like that it's just super simple super natural but also professional and clean
1: cut yeah i just wanted to mention that for science industries do mm. not wear heels you do not wear heels okay. because if you're thinking about it in pharmacy or whatnot you're always on your feet so no one's going to heal click clack click clack mm. so you've always got to have maybe think about school shoes doc martens those kind of shoes or even black flats make sure you have black shoes or just something that looks like school shoes yeah oh so it's just quite fl- yeah. flat shoe even in when we do shoe. labs at uni you've yeah. al- you've always got enclosed shoes that look like school shoes oh really yeah and they okay. should be black Okay, yeah. so that's a distinction yes. so if you're
0: in a pharmaceutical industry sort of science based dress clean hair back enclosed mm-hmm. shoes but flats whereas if you're going in for a corporate interview yeah. you can have your hair, hair however way you want make sure it's clean and slicked back yes. uh, make sure that you're in professional corporate attire mm-hmm. and if possible wear closed toe um, heels and yes. if not then closed toe flats
1: yeah very nice <laughs> so now moving
0: on to the during the interview so yeah. we're doing pre-interview um during interview or actually before interview make sure that you come prepared. So yeah. I always go in with a um with printed a note, copy? uh like a printed copy yeah. copy of my CV and my Resume. uh yeah, and cover your, letter. Yeah. Um I would bring a notepad mm-hmm. just if i need to write down notes yeah. or anything like that A notepad and not a briefcase like a like a black folder of mm-hmm. some sort a right? everything's inside yeah uh, so, so you, you look, look organized really clean and yeah. organized uh, a nice simple bag so yeah. like a open open a tote bag a, is a nice. tote bag a black tote bag is really nice yeah and yeah so during the interview did you have any tips
1: on how to talk how to so I got Plummy taught um, that a handshake is really important. Mm. So when you do a handshake, it's just quite firm and confident. No wet fish. No. <laughs> no sweaty palms. No wet fish. Honestly, yes. you just imagine having a wet
0: fish grabbing it by the tail and swinging it. Don't yeah. do that. No, you Make want sure a firm, firm up and down. Yeah.
1: Clap up and down. <laughs> <laughs> that was not solid. We just Ready? tried to handshake.
0: <laughs> oh, I, th- I think it'll be like it will be like you go slide with
1: you. up down up
0: down. Nice Hi. to meet you. Yes. Yeah, nice to meet you. My name is Vanessa. Yeah,
1: that's a good start. Yeah. So you'd go in, sit down, sit very nicely, I guess. I think sitting is quite important because when I sat down in my pharmacy interview, there was an open space. There wasn't any tables or anything. So mm-hmm. the feet and the legs and everything were yep. all visible. Yeah. Yeah.
0: I think there's two ways you can sit. Yeah. First way is just legs crossed over. So you can yeah. cross your legs like that. Yeah. Not not like a not not like a, a number four. But yeah. Like <laughs> legs crossed but legs touching. Like chopsticks. Yeah, like chopsticks. Or you can or you can I'm actually doing these things <laughs> as last well, so I speak. Or you can have your just legs like closed. Yeah. Not, and like, just tilt it onto the side. Tilt it onto the side or just like flat on the floor. Yeah.
1: None of the man spreading. Yeah. No man spreading. No man, man yeah. spreading. Yeah. That was very nice interpretation <laughs> <laughs> i was like mad <laughs> yeah um, i think for pharmacy jobs as well or just science based jobs in general it's quite important to show empathy so especially in first year second year courses you get a lot of drilling about empathy because you need to empathize with the patient and they're very anxious so you've mm. got to be aware of that and that's something you've got to learn as well so especially in the interview you've got to show that side of you you got to show that you're quite emotional you're quite um aware of their current state and their current situation so aside from being confident and firm you've got to also show that soft side of you that is quite understanding yeah
0: Mm. i think that would be that wouldn't be as much of a need in a Mm, corporate corporate setting for sure obviously you you don't want to come off cold but you really want to come off confident and that you really want the job Mm -hmm. and so questions would often be targeted towards why do you want this job Uh, what skills do you think that you have that will make you suited for this job What are your interests? And Mm -hmm. so you always have to tie back your answers to either the skills that you have or your interests.
1: Yeah. yeah. And especially that question about what about yourself or tell me about yourself. yourself. That's a really hard one. And for that one, what would you talk about?
0: So usually in, I just remember in my previous job, I would just tell them about, you know, my name, my name since I already, I I wouldn't say my name. I would say what I'm studying right now, um and then also just my interests and so i would sort of i would tend to skew my interests so that would be related to the job Mm -hmm. so i would say i'm interested in i've always been a creative person Mm -hmm. however i'm really interested in legal tech and that is why legal tech appeals to me Mm -hmm. and then that's how i kind of got the job because it was kind of like i was able to link my actual passions and my interests Mm -hmm. to the job
1: yeah for sure very similar to that I actually took on a spin about a experience in a pharmacy in which I was the customer and I was the patient. Everything is about getting the medication and just jetting. And it was quite weird to me when I went into pharmacy at uni and they were telling me about administering eye drops. Mm. And I was like, okay, there's actually a whole counseling process about administering eye drops and administering nasal sprays Mm. and that's when I started to talk about that to my employer and Mm. telling them that you know this wasn't my experience and I didn't get any counseling I wasn't aware of this actual way of you know administering all these medications and then I spin that and told them that you know I'm quite interested in the whole counseling aspect and the whole dispensing aspect of pharmacy and that's Mm. something I want to you know pursue and get into a bit more Mm. and that's just how you kind of link it.
0: Oh, that's yeah. really interesting. I like. I really like that example, especially yeah. about
1: how maybe even talk about how the skills
0: that you have learned at uni or like at school. Yeah, it's um, always important. Yeah, we'll be able yeah. to sort of link to this job or yeah. how you can improve. Yeah, the current business. Yeah, or the, it's always how you can contribute. Yeah, to I feel like
1: it's always important to try tie in your work at uni to your career, even if it's not related. Like it's not in the same. Um, industry it's always nice to tie that in Mm. so even if I'm in pharmacy right now and I try to work at a retail position Mm. you can always find some links you know you've always got that teamwork as I mentioned before with doctors dentists blah 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 Mm. that's a good way to just tie in that collaborative work in retail Mm. so yeah
0: yeah definitely one other important thing in interviews is the way that you speak make sure that you speak again like we mentioned with very high modality make sure that you're confident and I know that when you go into interviews you might feel extremely nervous your heart is beating really Mm -hmm. fast it's kind of anxious yeah just before the interview i what i do is i usually go to the bathroom or i go somewhere where no one's gonna see and i just take three to five really really deep breaths so i breathe in hold for five seconds and breathe out for 10 seconds and that just really helps to calm the nerves yeah and if you can be if you can find yourself in a space where no one's gonna look power power stances and power posing is like it it's literally really? like it helps yeah wow. so if you just like even if you just um stand like you like with your like it, it works shoulders scientifically up. proven like you stand shoulders up hands by your side legs like slightly you're all vulnerable yeah so like yeah. breathe in breathe out and it actually really really helps so yeah. if you do have uh the time and the space yeah to be able to do that that really does help to mm-hmm. calm your nerves
1: Okay, Mm. that's a really good tip. Mm. Uh, For me personally, I think that it's good to be aware that you don't have your arms crossed like that Mm. because you get taught in pharmacy that's a closed stance. And that's not encouraging them to get to know you yeah you're just not very open empathetic and you're just not keen to learn so try not to cross your arms i know it's you know you kind of just hold yourself in and try to protect yourself you don't know where to put your arms. yeah you don't know where to put them but i feel like as Ness said um if you're crossing your legs just put your arms like on your knees yeah so
0: just like hold your hold your maybe two hands like you know yeah the hands are crossed like hands on top of each other yeah that's good
1: yeah so just try not to cross your arms together It's to get yeah. too much of a closed stance. Mm. And if you are yeah. if you have a table, so if you're sitting across the table from your
0: um, interviewer. Hands are on the table. Hands are on the table. Yes. And I would recommend just not crossing them, like holding two hands together, together and sort of leaning forward to show that you're like interested, interested and you're engaged. Yeah, for sure. And that's really important. And also just make sure that you have eye contact with mm-hmm. your interviewer. Don't look away, don't look at the wall, don't look at the ground. Yeah.
1: Eye contact is important. Yeah, that's yeah. very important. And just at
0: the end of the interview, they usually ask, "Oh, do you have any questions? Make sure that have you have a question. a question." Yeah. So maybe it's about, uh, just about. Um, I prepared one before. Or yeah. A prepare a question. Yeah. Prepare a couple of questions, just about you know, mm-hmm. maybe how the business works or yeah. um whether you're thinking of expanding anywhere. Just like yeah. something that's like very out of the blue. So just mm-hmm. so they can sort of remember you. Yeah. And if you have it, have the chance to also ask for a business card. Yeah. So that's usually or in the a contact or contact number or uh anything like that that's gonna make sure you just you can just have that keep it in handy maybe add them on linkedin Mm -hmm. afterwards and my recommendation is to always send a follow-up email yeah so whether or not you got the job just straight after the interview just say thank you so much for your time i really appreciate it and i look forward to hearing from you soon kind regards vanessa and that just really shows that you're again taking the
1: initiative and it just really closes it off really well Mm -hmm. Mm. yeah that's good they usually call up within a day or two as well Mm. so that's in my experience Yeah, but um, going back to your interview tips and stuff, I just go through in cold turkey. I'm just like, okay, hit it.
0: Mm. And I think
1: that's better for me because it's just, you know, a couple minutes of me selling myself. And I feel Mm. like that's better than me trying to prepare myself. It's just better for me to just go in, deal with it and come out. Okay, so yeah. you're much more, you just go in? I just go yeah. in, yeah. I think
0: in terms of corporate interviews, depending on the how hard it is to get the job, mm-hmm. sometimes there are different, like, multiple different, rounds yeah. of interviews and you need to prepare, for example, for the technical interview. Yeah. So in different jobs, it does require different levels of... Um, Preparation, mm-hmm. but my other tip is if you have anyone around you that's who is a bit older than you and has actually practice. had that experience
1: before, mm. ask them to practice with you or just ask them for any interview yeah. tips, and that just honestly helps. I forgot to mention it's really important to keep smiling. Oh, yes, yeah, smile. Yes, a big one keep smiling. Smile or to have a nice face on. Don't yeah. have like a r- resting bitch face. As you do. <laughs> As I do. Yeah.
0: <laughs> uh, yeah, so those are probably our main interview tips. Yes. And if we wanted to quickly move on to work life balance. It, once you get the job, work-life balance.
1: Yeah, I feel like that's something that a lot of people struggle with and we'll just touch on it briefly because we're a bit tight on time and my tummy is rumbling. Yeah, we're very Yeah, <laughs> so we'll just touch on it quickly. Work-life balance is something you're willing to put in. So you need to put in the effort just as you do with any relationship and anything you do, you need to put in the effort to make that time out. Mm. so you got to split and detach yourself from the work life so try not to spend too much time at work and try to prioritize certain goals and certain things in your life place them in order so for me personally I place uni as a number one and then I have work and then it's you know my friends and family Mm. but obviously that's different for you know different times of the month or different times of the year yeah yeah but I think with a balance is something that you need to commit to and obviously with habits right you need to take time to sustain that habit and that's mm. the same thing with this
0: yeah yeah i agree i personally don't believe in work-life balance i think the word balance is a very flawed term just mm. because i don't think it's attainable mm-hmm. and like ellie said your ability to find that quote-unquote balance uh, differs depending on what you have on. yeah. So, ex- for example, during final exam yeah. block, I will have no work-life Same. balance. I will yeah. be studying so much. I'll probably... Just work.
1: Oh, sorry, uni. There's just uni. Yeah,
0: uni and then I'll also be working and then obviously I will have less time for myself. Yeah. Whereas if it's a downtime in the, sem- in the semester, I'm also working part-time. Yeah. I may be able to find some time for yeah. myself on the weekends and especially it's extremely important if you do value that me time, mm-hmm. you have to schedule it in. You have to schedule yeah. it in, you know... It's all about scheduling your yeah actually put it into your calendar so we put we always put in you know we schedule in our meetings we schedule in our study time we schedule in Mm -hmm. when we're at uni but we never schedule in me time and so it's extremely important actually to just dedicate a maybe even just a colour in your calendar for you for you yeah. and maybe that's a couple of hours a week or like a couple 30 minutes at the end of every day mm-hmm. but it's really important just to give yourself some downtime yeah and downtime doesn't have to be you know going out with friends or it doesn't have to be always socializing but it it, even if it's yourself. just in your in your room reading a yeah. book or in your room reading some uh, mm-hmm. watching some tv just some time for you to just detach from the external world and yeah. to just calm down and yeah it's really really important to take that space out for yourself mm-hmm. and i just remember when i was younger i didn't believe in work-life balance in the really? sense that I, I didn't believe that i needed any me time oh so damn. i would just constantly be grinding and then mm-hmm. it really hit me at a point I, I think in second year where i was just so burnt out and yeah. i didn't know why i just i was studying so much and i was working so much and then i was just like why do i feel so miserable all the time mm-hmm. like why do i always feel so stressed and so anxious yeah. and it was because i was working too much. I didn't take care of my body i was lacking sleep Mm -hmm. i and i thought that the grind would make me feel successful and it would bring me enrichment yeah it did but it was temporary uh, temporary and the build-up of constant deprivation of you know me time and of socializing time it really does take a toll on you and so if i were to give advice to anyone younger than me or my younger self it would be take Take time for yourself and schedule time for yourself yeah
1: because i feel like just as important as sleep is Mm. having time for yourself and just being comfortable in your own space is really important important yeah Yeah, with the definition of balance to me it's not you know about having a one-to-one ratio it's more like am i content with this ratio Mm. so am i content with having my priority as uni and work as second is that Mm. okay with me and that's how i work it out
0: yeah 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 i agree with that and i guess on that note are we are we wrapping it up we are and i ge- uh, just a little thing to tackle at the end we definitely have been through you know talking about very practical tips about what you can do but at the same time we do acknowledge that the gray zone is a time of uncertainty yes. for all of us and you you don't need to put unnecessary pressure on yourself if you don't know what job that you want to mm-hmm. do it's okay be open to new opportunities listen to what the people around you have to say, yeah. ask questions, just even just Google maybe things that you might be yeah. interested in and just
1: just be open. Be there open-minded. are a lot of resources that you can look at. Mm-hmm. So if you guys are a bit uncertain, maybe just even go into the university that you're looking at, just ask them questions, see what the course is like. Yeah, we always have this idea of this conventional
0: path that we have to follow. After high school, yeah. you start your degree, Nothing you finish your 100%. degree during, within the time that your degree is supposed to be finished yeah. in and then you get a job and then, you know, Nothing et etc. you work yeah. until you retire. But that's not true and I guess... There's some, always a
1: different path that you can
0: take. Yeah, and yes. sometimes following that conventional path won't bring you the happiness and fulfillment, yes. fulfillment that you yeah. deserve. And that's what I realized maybe my second, two and a half years mm-hmm. into uni, I kind of realized that, oh my gosh, like, do I actually want to be doing this? Yeah. And now I find myself in the deepest gray zone I've ever been in before. Mm-hmm. Whereas in first
1: year uni, I felt like I was out of the gray zone. I was like, I know what I want to do. Well, maybe the gray zone can stem from any period of yeah, your time. exactly. It doesn't always have to be yeah. straight after high school. Yeah, the gray zone
0: is any time that you're feeling uncertain and mm-hmm. it's... There is no designated time you're supposed yes. to be in the gray zone. Yeah. Sometimes you might feel more put together than yeah. you actually are. Mm-hmm. And sometimes you actually might be put together. And sometimes yeah. you might be a mess on the floor. Yeah. But that's okay. It is what it is.
1: <laughs> it is what it is. It is. Yeah. And, and everything it, happens for a reason. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. it's
0: important not to be too hard on yourself. For sure.
1: Yeah. So with that said, we'll just start wrapping it up and get some food. <laughs> yeah. And yeah, we'll thank you for listening.
0: If you guys have any questions or any experiences about you being in the gray zone please feel free to dm us let us know leave us a comment yeah. on our instagram at to you from us pod email us you know all of that stuff our personal instagrams are at vanessa lee so v-a-n-e underscore L I and sanity and that's s-a-h-n-i-t double y underscore
1: So we are on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Play and all other podcasting platforms. Please subscribe, leave us a rating and a review and we'll see you in the next episode. (laughs)
0: Bye-bye.